Welcome to Stiefel's Sightlines Podcast, focusing each week on a topic or two important to investors. Hey, greetings and welcome to the Sightlines Podcast. This is Michael O'Keefe, Stiefel's Chief Investment Officer. Hey, in this episode, I want to get into really the answer to the question that many clients ask this time of year as we move through the middle of the year, and that is, where will the stock market end the year? Now, for us in 2023, especially given the strong results of the first half of the year, we actually expect market volatility to probably increase a little bit in the second half. That's the historic pattern. And then there is a pretty strong possibility that the market could actually end the year lower than current levels. But I I would say at the same time, we guide people, number one, keep composure. So the idea that that negative volatility can be, you know, a little bit stressful. But for the long-term investor, it's really important to stay invested. Uh, Making market timing calls, the idea of timing the market, that's really hard to do. And in fact, as we sit here today and say, hey, that's a strong possibility of the markets moving lower, we actually also see three positive forces that are really supportive of the equity market. Hey, so let's jump into it a little bit and maybe start with um, volatility. So, you know, the bottom line is that the VIX index is a measure of S&P index volatility, and it's averaged, uh, let's call it 164 Uh, in the second quarter of 2023, for example. So a little bit muted. Uh, The long-term average, 30 years, uh, is uh, almost 20. So it's 19.8. And so think of it as just a recognition that uh, volatility overall has been a little bit muted. And it's also a common pattern, as I mentioned, uh, I think, that in history, volatility tends to increase as we come out of the summer into September and through the balance of the year. Now, um, I also point out again that the market has been up strong in the first half. It was uh, the S&P 500 up 17% uh, through June uh, for, for the year-to-date figure. And that was driven to a good degree by big tech stocks. So, for example, an index called the New York Stock Exchange, or NYSE FANG Plus Index, was up uh, over uh, or about 74% over that same period year to date. Now, as mentioned, we see there to be a strong possibility of the market moving lower, but let's talk about those three forces that are actually positive. The first is really around momentum. So the idea here is that generally speaking, when the market has a strong first half, that positivity carries through to the second half. To, to get a little bit specific, if we go back uh, to the 1950s and start counting up all the years that the S&P 500 earned a return of 10% or more in the first half, we actually identified 26 calendar years where that happened. And then when we look at the second half of those same years, basically in all but three of those years, so 23 of 26, the second half experienced a positive return. Now, of course, every environment's different and every environment's unique in a way, but that idea of sort of positive momentum carrying forward to the second half of the year uh, shouldn't be ignored. Now, a second force that we've noticed, uh, and the, the inflection point for this is really the end of May. Basically, the as I mentioned, the S&P 500 has been up strong in the first half, and through May, so not June, but May, the market was up almost 9%, 8.9% through May. But the equal weighted index, which uh, sort of 
it looks more at the average stock return or the return uh, on average for all the stocks actually fell over that same period. It was down 0.6%. And that what that means, uh, again, is that the performance of the uh, cap-weighted index was really driven by bigger companies, especially the big tech companies. Now, since uh, the end of May, beginning of June, uh, there's been a little bit of a rotation. So that equal weighted index is now outpacing the cap weighted. It happens to be up about 6.6% um, since the, uh, the uh, end of May compared to the cap weighted index up 5.7. And so that idea of the market broadening out is actually uh, a generally a positive thing, especially for diversified investors. In any event, the third uh, force that I'll mention is is around the expectations of earnings. So, you know, if you think about it, uh, stocks tend to react to the outlook on uh, each individual company, right? And how analysts expect earnings to unfold and are they improving or not? And, you know, there's been a view overall that earnings were going to grow in 2024. And specifically, if we looked at the beginning of this year, at the forecast, the consensus sort of aggregate forecast for S&P 500 earnings for next year, the expectation was that earnings were going to grow 10.1%. But when we look at that same ex- expectation uh, today, in other words, as analysts have further developed their views since the beginning of the year, that expectation for 2024 has gone up. It's basically a growth rate of 11.7%. And so, you know, it's a little subtle, but the way to think about it is incrementally, the view on earnings for the future has been improving. And again, those are forces that drive market direction. And sometimes when things are positive, provide support. When things are negative, provide a little bit of headwind. Right now, that little trend is just a little bit in the positive direction. So I I think to wrap this up, just to uh, sort of come back to where we started, we get the question a lot middle of the year, hey, given where we've come so far, where we see the the year finishing out, and I would just reiterate, we think uh, volatility may go up a little bit. We think markets could trend lower. In these kinds of environments, it's super important for clients to maintain composure, uh, especially long-term investors, because timing the market's really hard to do. And, and part of the reason it's hard to do is sometimes the positive forces kicked in so or kick in and have an influence. And so we've talked about three of those, momentum, broadening participation, and improving earnings. And any or all of those may push the markets higher from here. So that uncertainty is one of the reasons that uh, timing the market's so hard. In any event, thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks again for listening to Stiefel's Sightlines. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to automatically receive each week's podcast in your feed.